Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your SmackDown study go home show for Money in the Bank, which is happening tonight in a few hours. Should be an interesting pay-per-view. I'm very much looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Money in the Bank, at least I know for Sam and I, we, we put it in with the big four. Uh, making it one of the big five. Um, the only awkward thing is that we have Money in the Bank tonight. And then SummerSlam later, you know, at the very tail end of the month. So I don't know. I feel like <sighs> SummerSlam should be in August because that's normally where it is. No, but I don't. I don't know the scheduling. I know it's going to be in, uh, I believe, Nashville. Uh, so I don't know. Should be interesting. But Money in the Bank always fun. Uh, surprisingly enough, we still only have six matches. I swore up and down, left and right, when I did the Raw review, go home show that we would have at least seven or eight matches. But it looks like we just got six. So this could be a short night. Uh, or these Money in the Bank ladder matches are going to go for a bit. Uh, so we'll see. But before we get there, we got some SmackDown to talk about. We figured out who that seventh man was going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match for the men's side. But we didn't find that out until the main event. Uh, but, but, but kicking things off, we had ourselves a Money in the Bank summit with the six men that were in uh, the match so far um, but of course this summit had to be on ladders everybody on top of a ladder except omos because he's about half the size of a full size ladder as it is so he really didn't need one should have gotten a step ladder for for joking purposes but he hasn't reached that status of being a joke giant yet so he's still you know standing on his own two feet with mvp on on the apron talking for him. So naturally all of these guys had a good back and forth. Uh, it was a really fun opening segment. Uh, but after that, we end up getting some interruptions from some gentlemen who want to take, you know, that final spot in the money in the bank ladder match. Uh, we found out that Kevin Owens is not physically able to compete, which is why his match with Ezekiel did not happen on Monday night. Raw, um, whether he's actually injured or not, or if this is just one of WWE's ways of saying, well, he's, you know, whatever, and he's not here. So who knows? Um, but we ended up having Ezekiel. We had, um, trying to think who else came out, uh, Happy Corbin, Madcap. And there was a fourth member that came out as well. Um, all trying to get their way in and, I thought to myself, all right, well, here's a, here's a great, uh, oh, riddle, riddle, uh, not riddle. Uh, it was, was a great way to have, you know, like a fatal four way and at the end of the show, and we'll be able to figure out who's going to be that seventh man. But instead of that, we had Adam Pierce come out and with everybody in the ring, he decided to have himself, a or what well, they called it a good old fashioned battle royal. So, for those of you who, who haven't been paying attention, there was a big to do about 
AEW Rampage having their, you know, what they call a Royal Rampage um, Battle Royal to kick off their show. So I've watched wrestling long enough to kind of pick out these moments where it's like, all right, are we trying to, you know, kind of off put what's going to happen with AEW? So we're going to have ourselves a little Battle Royal to start off the show. I don't know. It just fell out of nowhere. There was legitimately no reason for this. Uh, Happy Corbin actually ended up getting the victory, which for me is great because if you've been listening long enough, you know I'm a big fan of of all things Corbin. But there was no need for this to happen at all. It it did nothing. I mean, it, it lasted a half an hour. Maybe this is one of those ways where, you know, WWE just wants to have these types of matches so they can minimize the possibility of having injuries before pay-per-view well i'm sorry a premium live event the next night so they want to do something like this where you know you still have all your main eventers on the show but they're not you know in a way they're not going to be getting injured from something like this so if that was the case then i get it that's fine it is what it is Uh, but otherwise there was really no point of having this match there was, there was nothing on the line. You could have easily had a fatal four-way in the beginning to possibly, you know, give that fourth person the chance to get in. And I just realized, I just remembered, The Miz was that fourth person. So, of course, how could I forget The Miz being able to, you know, possibly get the money in the bank for the third time after successfully cashing in twice prior? So, first segment. The wrestling part was good. The storyline purpose for it, I still not sure. I'll go with what I said earlier. Maybe it was just a way to make sure people nobody got hurt. Fine. After that, we had a f- segments in the back. Uh, we got Ronda Rousey and Natalia, you know, talking about their up up and coming war that they're <laughs> claiming they're going to have at Money in the Bank. I'm um, not going to lie. I am looking forward to this match uh, for the main purpose of these two are good friends. And I've always seen when you have two people who are good friends that train together, they're going to put on a good match. Um, I would not be surprised if Natalia won this. I don't think she will, but it would not surprise me. Uh, Natalia going on this whole thing that she's going to be the first person to tap out Ronda Rousey. Um, she's kind of developed this new way of doing things. She wants to make her attack a tap out with her rack out. I'm like, all right, whatever. Just hands are up. Not no, whatever you do, what you got to do to make yourself better known. Good for you. <laughs> uh, after that, we had the new vicious Viking Raiders. And I say that with quotation marks, uh, taking out the new day before their match was supposed to happen. Um, I love the Viking Raiders new heel personas. It's the same thing. They're just ratcheted up to 11 like they should have always been. This is what I've wanted to see. Uh, and I think New Day is the perfect first group because it's the New Day. They're one of the, the best tag teams in WWE. And you have a team like the Viking Raiders come in take them down, knock them out, no match, just a beat down. This is how it should be. This is how you get a team over. 
you know, the Usos are doing the same thing with the Street Profits. We'll talk a little bit about that once we go over the card. So I look forward to this. This should be good. After that, we had a little Raw versus SmackDown action as it was uh, Miss Bliss, uh, Liv Morgan, and Asuka taking on and defeating Raquel Gonzalez, Lacey Evans, and Shotzi. So SmackDown getting the victory here. Good six-woman uh, six matchup um, with Liv actually getting the pin here. So she's gotten wins the last two times these women have gotten together. So obviously, things don't look so hot for Liv going into Money in the Bank. Because, you know, the old adage that I do when, when you're the last person to get the, you know, the one up going into a pay-per-view it normally does not spell a good thing for you. So I don't know. I, I would love for Liv to win. I think she deserves it. She's definitely busted her ass, especially recently. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. After that, we had another interesting section or segment. Uh, it was called the Ask Them Anything uh, with Kayla Braxton in the ring. Uh, we had the Street Profits on one end, the Usos on the other. And Kayla asked them questions that were given to them by the WWE Universe. Uh, it turned out, it actually turned out to be a really good segment because it just turned into a promo off between, you know, the Street Profits and the Usos. And man, can these four men talk? Uh, the Usos. Uh, they are on an epic run right now with everything going on with the bloodline and they've been a tag team to watch anyways. And for now, honestly, I really could say they are the best tag team right now in WWE uh, street profits, definitely making that push to be that number three team behind the new day. And I'd probably throw the Viking Raiders up there now being the fourth best team. Uh, so it's nice to see WWE actually giving the tag team division some love. Uh, it's normally not really a big thing uh, with with them, but maybe with the change with Steph, maybe they're trying to push the tag team division a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. I hope so, but you never know. Then, <laughs> for me anyways, the segment of the night, and I know this is a very hot topic right now with people, um, we finally were introduced to the first two members of the Maximum Male Models provided to us by Max Dupree. I'm telling you, I laughed so hard at this in the best way possible. I think that all three men have done a phenomenal job with this. Uh, especially Max, because the man can take anything that you throw at him and turn it into gold, and he's done it once again. So we have Mace and Mansoor, but now they're Marseille and Mansui, or Mans, yeah, Mansui. I, I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's just so good. They had this runway, they come out. They do this fashion like walk. It was terrible, but it was hilarious. Uh, Max in the ring describing them like their weight and then their height and their, you know, their their sizes and everything else. And I'm just I'm dying. I'm laughing my ass off. The crowd is going insane. They're booing the shit out of this. And it's just these guys are so pompous. It's going to be outstanding to watch. Especially if once these two get in the ring together as a tag team, there's already talk about them getting in a feud with 
Pretty Deadly from NXT. I think Pretty Deadly would be the best way to add to this group. I think it would be phenomenal. And I'm going to be a little controversial here. I think another member that I think would have been phenomenal in this is the former Velveteen Dream. I think that he would have been probably the leader of this group um, with Max obviously being the the host of the or the CEO of Maximum Male Models. But I think if you throw them with Pretty Deadly in there, all five of them together, this could be the most obnoxious faction in the face of this planet. And I think it would be outstanding to watch them get their asses handed to them constantly. But still, it would be great. After that, our main event was the Fatal 4-Way to determine that last member of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And we had Ezekiel, Madcap Moss, The Miz, and Happy Corbin. Good Fatal 4-Way. Madcap actually stealing this victory away from Happy Corbin. Corbin hitting the end of days. I believe it was on Ezekiel. Madcap threw Happy Corbin out the ring, jumps on, gets the pin, and gets himself in. Perfect. Perfect way to do it. I think Madcap's a great selection. Uh, I don't think he's got a chance to win, but I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I think it's a it's a good it's a good thing here. So we shift gears to Money in the Bank, which I said comes out in just a few hours. We have six matches on the card. I'll give my picks real quick. Our first match here, we have Bianca Belair taking on Carmella for the Raw Women's Championship. I see Bianca taking this home uh, and defending her title. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey taking on Natalia. I think Ronda will win, but I think Natalia will probably have one of her best matches in her career uh, in this match. Uh, we have uh, the uh, WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and the Street Profits. I'm going to pick the Usos to retain because nobody's beating these gentlemen as long as Roman has the title. It's just it's just not going to happen. There's lots of rumors going around that the Street Profits are going to break up after this. I don't know how much stock I'm going to put into that because I think that would be a death sentence for Angelo Dawkins down the road. Um, no offense to him. I think he's a great competitor, but Montez Ford, who that man will be WWE champion within the next five years. Uh, we also have Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. <sighs> this one's a little tougher for, for me because you would think that Bobby Lashley would win. But then there's rumors of Theory possibly taking on John Cena at SummerSlam for the United States title. And then I saw something today that that's now going to get pushed back until WrestleMania. So I, part of me feels like Lashley's going to get screwed out of this anyways so that Theory can continue to have his, his title run. So I'll pick Theory to retain as well. No new champions today yet. <laughs> uh, after that, we have our Money in the Bank ladder matches. On the men's side, it's Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss versus Omos versus Riddle versus Sami Zayn versus Seth freaking Rollins versus Sheamus. Now, the odds on famous favorites for me is definitely Seth Rollins. 
Um, I personally would love to see Sheamus get this um, and have Sheamus and Roman have themselves a nice feud. I think that would be fun. Um, no offense to Drew, but he doesn't need this right now. He can continue doing what he's doing. Uh, Madcap and Riddle and Sammy, it's not their time. Omos is a bit of a wild card. Obviously, he's green as well. Probably shouldn't be the champion or shouldn't be holding on to that title anytime soon. But I don't know. I don't know. So I'll go with Seth for now. But Sheamus would be my number two pick. And for the women's side, you have Miss Bliss versus uh, Asuka versus Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans versus Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Shotzi. Now, I'm always going to go with my girl Shotzi. I love Shotzi. I think that she deserves to have more of a push. I know she's been on television lately as a heel, getting her butt handed to her, but I'm always going to be you know, on her side. But if we're looking at this logistically and how things might unfold, uh, Becky Lynch would be an excellent pick. Uh, this, you never know if uh, Carmella was to injure or to beat down Bianca enough. You can have Becky, if she wins, run out and cash in right on Carmella, uh, on uh, Becky Lynn. Oh, my God. <laughs> on uh, Bianca Belair. So you never know. Uh, lots of lots of possibilities with Money in the Bank. That's always my favorite. Um, so for the women's side, I will go with um, Becky. Uh, my second pick, even though I love I love Shotzi, uh, my second pick actually I believe will be Miss Bliss. A little out of nowhere, um, I feel like Oscar is going to get taken out of this by by Becky at some point. Um, Lacey's a great choice; she just came back as well, but I don't think it's her time yet. Uh, Liv, she's been doing too much winning as of late, and I feel like she'll have a moment, and then it will get taken away from her probably by Becky. Uh, and then Raquel just got called up. So I don't think it's her time yet either. Um, not to take away, like I said, from any of these um, men and women in this match. I think they're all fantastic, but somebody's going to lose. Um, so I think they're going to lose in, in, in glorious fashion. <laughs> but that's the, uh, the SmackDown study. Your go home show for Money in the Bank and my picks. I look forward to this pay-per-view tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep saying on pay-per-views because I've been calling them that for 30 plus years. These premium live events. Hope you all will enjoy uh, this quick podcast and follow along us on Twitter as we live tweet the show. Uh, if you don't already, though, please follow us at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook at Shivit Above the Ring, on Instagram as underscore Above the Ring, and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You find this podcast or basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not a one that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Hope you enjoy Money in the Bank. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend if you celebrate. And most importantly, do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? 
Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.